and welcome back to the TTPA, to Tani Talks Pirkei Avos. This year, where we talk a mission of Pirkei Avos per day, with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in 115 Aleph Tedvav here in Season 5 with the commentary of the Sforno and the translation and exploratory notes by Rabbi Ralph Fa'al Palkovitz, who does an amazing job. We talked about Shami, now we move over to his colleague, Shami. we talked about Hillel, excuse me. Now we move over to his colleague, Shami. Look at what Shami says. Very impactful words throughout Perkei Elvis, but especially here. Shami Omer. Shammai says, Asay Torah keva. Make your Torah study a fixed practice. Pause. It doesn't say, make yourself learn 15 hours of Torah a day. It doesn't say, make yourself do this, that, or the other thing every day. All it says is, make your Torah a fixed practice. You need to do something every day. It should be permanent. That's why after 120 years, Hashem, God, asked us different questions. One of them was, Asita Kavata la Torah, or something like that. Did you make your Torah study a fixed practice? Did you make sure to learn and study every day? Hashem doesn't ask you how many hours you learn. Hashem asks you, did you make your Torah study a fixed practice? Did you set aside time to learn every day? Did you make it permanent? Did you make it kavua, keva, into your day? Did you make it permanently affixed to your day? That's why I always say, Try to do something every day. I don't tell you to learn 15 hours a day. Not everybody can do that. Not everyone can handle that. Even the sages in the Gemara were workers. The Rambam was a doctor. I believe the Rambam might have been a doctor. Rashi was probably a vintner, a vineyard person. Rabbi Yochanan Asandler was a shoemaker in the Gemara. Many different people had jobs. Nobody, Not everybody's able to learn all day, but it has to be fixed, set practice every single day. It's Mishnah is a wonderful idea. People go through an Aliyah day. For many years, I fell off the bag wagon. Last week or two weeks ago, I tried picking it up again. Bli Neder. Dafyomi, we try to learn a little bit every day, a page of Gemara per day. That's a fixed thing. We have to do it every day. Some people go ahead sometimes, but every day. And the Nach Yomi, the Parsha uh, Yomi, the Shtaimikra Yomi, the Halacha Yomi emails from OU, you set yourself up every day, permanently fix yourself to read, study Torah every day. Shammai tells us, and Hashem asks us after 120 years, did you make Torah study fixed Every single day. A little bit. Something. Every single day you have to set up your day to have fixed permanence to have Torah in it every day. If you're traveling to work or traveling back from work, what a great time to do a little learning. Maybe look at the Parsha. Maybe do some Daf Yomi. Maybe read some Torah emails or ish.com, Chabad.org. Different ways to go about it, but it has to be fixed a part of your day. And more Ma'ad V'aseh Harbeh, this just came from the Parsha Vayera we just had this past week. So Hashgach that this saying comes. It literally comes from Avraham. Say little and do much. The opposite of Ephron Achiti coming up in this coming week's Parsha and Chayasara. Ephron says, you know, you can have any barrel plot, whatever you want the barrel plot for Sarah. Then he totally goes a 180 and says, no, 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 no. You know, it's a beautiful piece of real estate, this cave. I need 400 civil shekels. Between me and you, such good friends, what is that? People say that was millions of dollars in nowadays currency. He said a lot, but did not even a little. He said, Avram, yeah, take it, take it, but then he charged him an exorbitant price. You have to be like Avraham, the opposite. Say little and do much. We talked about this in the Tiny Talks partial last week also. Avram had three guests, three angels who don't even eat, show up to his house. He stopped talking to God, Mamash, to go deal with the guests. He said, come have a little bit, a little bread, a morsel of bread to eat. Do you know that Avram slaughtered a calf for each of them just to give a tongue, a delicacy to them? Some of the commentators point out he got his wife involved in 
probably his son involved, he said a little, but he did so much. That is the Abrahamic philosophy, to do say little, but do much. Make sure to do much. You say a little bit. You say you're going to give something for someone's dinner. You're going to make them dinner. Yeah, I'll give a little chicken. No, you go above and beyond. I talk about this a lot. We just cooked for some of the. I just cooked for some of the other night. So on the on the make them a, take them a meal. Yeah, I'll say I'll give a little chicken and a side dish. No, we do more than that. We give chicken and the broccoli. We gave the French fries for the kids and the. We gave them uh, um, you know chicken nuggets for the kids. We bought them a fruit salad. We gave them a drink and we gave them utensils. We said a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna. I said I'd give a little chicken, a little side dish, but we try to do more than that, Blina Dirt, because that's the Abrahamic way. You don't talk about it. You don't flout it. You don't. So the whole community were involved in doing it in, a, in an anonymous way, and I'm only mentioning it here for Tachlis, to show an example of a small, tiny, tiny, tiny way we could try to follow an Avraham. You say a little bit, yeah, I'll make a little something for you, but then you go all out, you give a lot more than you say. Yeah, I'll give a little bit to the organization if you have the money to do so. Yeah, maybe I'll give 18. In the end, he gives 72. That's doing a lot, saying a little. Yeah, I'll host them. Maybe I'll have a thing. No, you go above and beyond. Say a little, do a lot. Receive everyone with a cheerful face. Everyone, not just your friends, not just your favorite customers, not just your favorite students. Every single person you receive with a cheerful face. That means the security guard you see on the way to drop off your kid. That means the bank teller who's dealing with you in the bank. That means the garbage man who takes your garbage. The mailman who gives your mail. The person that cuts your lawn. The person that gives you a drink in Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. Every single person receive with a cheerful face. Every single person. Even your mortal enemy. And we shouldn't even have enemies. We should only have people we like a little less. As my dad used to say, receive every single person with a cheerful face. Everyone you interact with, everyone you call on the phone. It doesn't hurt to be kind and nice. And I believe they'll deal with you better when you're nice to them and when you're not. I've talked about this a lot. If I call someone a customer service, like Amazon, for example, we had three small errors last week. I had to call them and I said, hi, what's your name? Hi, my name is Bon. Hi, Bon. How are you today? Oh, good. Thank you for asking. None of my clients ever ask that. What a nice thing. I appreciate that. And I say, no problem. Thank you for helping me. Can you please help me with so-and-so? And And they're more likely to help you. Like when someone yells at you, how do you respond with a cheerful face, with a quiet demeanor, or not answering at all? That's the best way to get people to calm down. You have the cheerful face. You have that calm disposition. And I guarantee it'll be a better interaction. When you're talking on the phone, when you're dealing with people, if you give that nice impression, it only can go well for you. And Shammai tells us this many, many, many moons ago. So the Sforno points out, our sages told us, as mentioned above in commentary to Mishnah 10, Menachem left his position as Abbezin to enter into the service of the king, and then he was joined by 80 pairs of scholars who wore the golden garments. Then Shammai replaced Menachem. Therefore Shammai, in effect, said to Menachem, all you have left to enter into the service of the king, you should designate fixed times for Torah study, and when you exercise authority in the house of the king, do not conduct yourself in the manner of the other men of power, who promise much and do little. As their sages say, they act friendly when it benefits them, much later on, but they do not stand by someone in his time of need. That comes from the second chapter, the third Mishnah. Instead, you who are a Torah scholar should do the opposite, promise little and do much. Also, receive everyone with a cheerful face, not with pride and contempt, as is the want of those in power.
And the notes point out, according to the Sfarn, Hashem's words are directed not to the scholars and students in general, but specifically to his predecessor, Menachem, who served as Avbezdin. As mentioned in Mishnah 10, Shammai, who succeeded him, was concerned less his colleague, who left the world of Torah study and law to join the ranks of government, would neglect his own Torah study. Thus, he urged him to designate fixed times for Torah study. Shammai was also concerned that the surroundings and trappings of the king's court would have a detrimental effect on Menachem's moral and ethical character. So he urged him to have empathy for those who would seek him out and to be honest and courteous to them. Hence he said, promise little and do much. Receive everyone with a cheerful face, unlike the behavior of the average government official in his dealings with the people. So remember... Make the Torah study fixed every day, no matter how much or how little you learn every day. Make sure just to learn a little something every day. Make sure to say a little, but do a lot. Do a lot more than you say you will, and receive everyone with a cheerful face, everyone around you. Join us next time as we talk about making sure you have a teacher for yourself in your life here on the TTPA, and I'm your host, Tani.